Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Decorating Pages is a podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets. Interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. Hello there, and welcome to Decorating Pages Podcast. I am your host, Kim Wanup. How you doing? I uh, I feel like I haven't been on here for a while because I taped my last episode like kind of a week before. Uh, I went to Mexico. I did really well to the last day, and then I got so sick that I couldn't leave the room. Thank God the kids and the hubby didn't because there's nothing worse than being sick and then having sick kids. That's even worse. So just me, I'll take it. If anybody got sick, it's me. It's good. I, um, I didn't get any weight on the trip. Let's put it that way. Um, so, but I had a beautiful time and now I'm off. I have deep dived into this podcast. I have so many good interviews coming up for you. Yes, you. Um, I've been watching the shit out of everything, which is great. And, um, it's award season. And in the past week, we got SDA, we got the ADG, we got BAFTA. Um, and I'm going to give you my, uh, Oscar prediction. So let's start off with, um, the SDSA awards. The, uh, winners were for contemporary film a tie between Tar and Top Gun, Bravo, and then Best Achievement in Period Film, Elvis, Bravo, and then Best, uh, what's this, Best Achievement Design in Fantasy was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and then Musical or Comedy was Ronald Dahl's Matilda the Musical, and the unbearable weight of massive talent. So they had two ties this year, which is kind of crazy, but good for them. Um, the ADG Awards, which were this past weekend, um, I'm always kind of baffled by the winners, but <laughs> let's just talk about it. Uh, period film, All Quiet on the Western Front. Fantasy film, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Contemporary film, The Glass Onion. Okay. Um, for television, One Hour Panchinko. I'm saying it wrong. Uh, fantasy was Lord of the Rings. Contemporary was Severance. And then um, Music Liminal, Limited Series was Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Half Hour was Our Flag Means Death. Multicam was How I Met Your Father. And uh, reality competition variety was Saturday Night Live. 
variety special was the Oscars, commercial was Lord of the Rings, and short format was Adele. I drink wine. Um, and then BAFTA's uh, production design went to Babylon. So Babylon really, really kicking it in all three. Well, I think SDSA didn't win. It was nominated. But um, yeah, they're, uh, everything everywhere all at once seems to be a crowd pleaser with the DGA even. And um, All Quiet on the Western Front seems to be the big winner of BAFTA. And here's my theory. Now, usually in the past, majority of the time, the the um, picture that uh, wins production design also wins uh, cinematography. And there's only two films this year that are both nominated in both. Now I forget what the other one is. But um, I'm picking All Quiet on the Western Front for the Oscar. I just think... Um, they had to build all, I don't know, I mean, everybody had to build everything, I get it, but, uh, oof, that's a rough movie to watch, um, not that Babylon wasn't, but it's for a different reason, um, so I'm gonna, um, my prediction is All Quiet on the Western Front for the Oscar, but good, good luck to all, and congratulations to all, it's all great work, all the nominees, it's all, it's a lot, we all know it's a lot, and you all deserve a huge pat on the back. Um, we all do because it's hard. <laughs> That's why I do this to let you know how hard and wonderful it is at the same time. Um, I've been I've been watching a lot of the movies. Also, what's one up watching this couple weeks? I watched Tar and production design Marco Bitterrosser and set decoration by Ernestine Hipper. I thought the design was interesting and different and modern, and I wanted to see, I liked seeing, like, it's like the Germany and the, all the concert halls and all that. I really liked, I liked the look of it. The palette was sort of, like, beige and black or something. I don't know. That's what I think of when I think of it. But the movie wasn't great. I don't, it didn't go anywhere. I don't think that's Kate Blanchett's best work. I love her. I think she's fantastic and everything, and she is. But I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I watched everything, everywhere, all at once, or anything, everywhere, all at once. Um, production design, Jason Kervasti, and set decoration by Kelsey Ephraim. Wonderful production design. I mean, the amount of things they had to do, and then all the fight scenes, and all the color, that apartment, that laundromat, loved it. The movie, no. I'm sorry. No. It's, it's a, it's a half hour best, not three. It was three hours of that. I, at first, I got really lost. I didn't know why this was happening. And I thought, oh, and I, I actually rewound it a little bit thinking that I missed something and I didn't. So I don't know. I just, I don't, uh, I don't get it. But here's, here's the thing. Then I started to think about really good films and I re just really wanted to watch really good films. I went back, I watched Taxi Driver, art director Charles Rosen and set decorator Herbert Mulligan. Man, Taxi Driver is so gritty and so 
raw and such a great performances. God, I love Albert Brooks. I love Sipple Shepherd in that movie. It's so awkward. It's so frightening as a young woman in New York City at that time, I can imagine. And this, just the bloodbath at the end. And then the, the psycho is the hero. I just, it's crazy. It's a crazy movie. But what a time capsule of that uh, period in New York City. I watched for the first time The Wild Bunch because I had read that Quentin Tarantino book I told you about. Um, now the name of that escapes me. <laughs> God, I don't know. Am I getting old? Do I need some Ginkgo Biloba? I don't know. My mind just goes cinema speculation. Ha, huh, there it is. And um, he kept talking about George Peckinpah and um we were looking through things one night and the wild bunch came up and i was like oh let's watch that because i'd never seen it and it's i could see so much how uh tarantino was influenced by those scenes I, it's not a it's not my kind of movie but i definitely appreciate it and i appreciate all the acting in it and it was all filmed in mexico and oh, i went down a rabbit hole about it so and I, I, I enjoyed seeing how when you watch these older films and then you see how they influence films of today. I love seeing that. So that was our director, Edward Carey, C-A-R-R-E-R-E, Carey. Hmm. So, um, and then the other night we turned on Terminator, which has production design by Maria Queso and George Costello, and then set decoration by Maria Queso. I don't know if she did both or one, or I don't know if that's wrong or not, but um, talk about another time capsule of LA in the 80s, and um, the cyborg shit doesn't hold up. It's really bad. But the story of it, and when you, you know that part two is so much better <laughs> in a sense that it's almost like a just nice little um nice little pre-terminator almost because you when you think about do you hear my kids it's like 10 o'clock at night they're screaming all they do is play at night i don't even go in anymore because they just play and i don't they just play themselves to sleep <laughs> i don't know if other parents do that i can't i'm too tired I can't, it's too much. Anyway, um, Terminator holds up, especially when you think about how good number two is. That's what I'm going to say. The other thing is Housewives, the end of Salt Lake City was awesome. And New Jersey, oof. Uh, oof. I mean, I'm so sick of selling them, but I started to do little TikToks about the decor of Housewives. So if you want to check that out. So far, I've done Melissa and Joe. That's on the... Decorating Pages podcast TikTok, if you're into that. I've been really stepping up my TikToks. There was a, I did a couple about Denise Pizzini and the Muppets and Better Call Saul. They're very interesting. So they're just little snippets of the interview with the uh, pictures of the sets that we're talking about. So you should check that out. Oh, so this episode is, I, you want to hear me dork out. This is the one. So I have been obsessed with The Last of Us. I have watched each episode probably two to three times. The Nick Offerman episode is mine. It's just perfect to me. 
the, the development of that relationship and showing them over through the years and just the acting I thought was so good. And you're in the middle of this story of, of, of like, uh, they're not really zombies, but they're, I don't know. But God, it's so good. And I just don't, like I say in this interview, I just don't know where every episode is going. And I'm really glad that I don't know anything about the video game. Sorry, I don't. I don't know anything about it. And so I don't know where the story is going. I haven't at all. And I just think it's brilliantly done and I think the lighting is great and the costumes and the acting and especially the sets I'm just obsessed with it (laughs) and if you're not you're missing out that's all I'm gonna say so I am talking to production designer John Pano who has brought this incredibly beloved video game to life He's designed this poke apocalyptic world with over 180 locations, no permanent sets to fall back on. They're building towns and neighborhoods and tunnels and all with the look of this growth and destruction of 20 years. Um, I go kind of episode by episode. Um, I've been lucky enough that HBO has given me a a couple days advance of each episode so I was able to talk to him about episode six which just came out this past Sunday um it's wonderful it's just it's um I don't know it's, I don't know I think it's the only thing I'm watching live I think I don't know um but then I also ask him about his other brilliant shows which I love the shrink next door Dallas Buyers Club Sharp Objects Big Little Lies and The Morning Show. So, tons to talk about with him. Um, He was very gracious with his time, so I hope you enjoy. I never knew how many buttons I'd be responsible for. I never, buttons are hard. Buttons, um, I had a tech buyer. I never knew how much buttons cost. I was like, sure. Yeah. Well, life life is short i don't know if you should worry about it. yeah 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 true um uh, well i think like uh everyone else who's uh watching the last of us it we're just blown away every single episode i mean i don't even know i know i always ask like how much prep did you have and it never seems like enough but did you no it's not no we had i think i had two or three Three months, I'd say. Three months. But it, it's not enough because each episode is kind of yeah. Is is each episode was a, a, a movie and a half. Yeah. Oh, you know, each page had so much detail on it. Because even to... and the world was you know created and um was you know what there's been no services for twenty years so we built you know we built all the interiors more or less i think we had something like 98 sets we had three back lots we built in about 180 locations in yeah in (laughs) that's insane that's insane i i i two to three months is 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 maybe enough for the first episode but then quickly episode two comes around like were you block shooting where or is it just individual episodes no i i think no we weren't 
Yeah. I, you know, I honestly can't remember. I think that we, no, we never really were block shooting because we were ne never in the same place. Yeah, yeah, I guess that does um, Ever. And we always, we had different directors. We had, what do we have, five different directors, six different directors. So I, I, we never did that. We never really did that. Yeah, I don't, I'm, and... <laughs> Everybody seems to die in every episode, so it's not like you're going back to, to Sally's yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like... we, we never had, we really, right, we didn't have any standing sets. We didn't have, um, you know, we're always, the whole show is going from the east to the west. When you started. So we were, were always in a new place. Were you aware of the game when you started? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I played the game a little bit. Oh, I, really? I had been always attracted to, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Oh, um, awesome. I'd seen the the thing that I was that attracted me the most to the game, and that I was most aware of was the really good um, concept art that Neil did. Neil had done for the game it was very cinematic, mm. a great, you know, and a lot of concept art for games is. <clears throat> Not cinematic and also just not everything's rounded off. It doesn't have a sense of grit or dirt or atmosphere. And all the concept art for The Last of Us had a lot of that. And so um, that that was very you know I was very attractive to that. Was, you know even before I played the game, right. I was aware of, of the concept art for for it. It was gorgeous. It is design, and there is some you know that. Um, one of my trainers said, it's designed, but it's all created in the computers. So we have to make that work into a real environment where the actors, you know, they, you know, they can't walk over a two by four over a chasm. So part of the design of the show is taking the raw material of the game, making sure that there's a nod to the game, but also you know, we're, we're building outside of the game. The game is paths. Right. So we're adding, you know, a lot of things for character and just also where we, you know, we're dealing with a lot of real world situations, bringing what's in the game to the real world situations. Two huge things that stick out to me being a decorator mm -hmm. is how many transpo cars you have. <laughs> and then... Did you have, to, is there like a botany specialist? Like all of the greens and all of this growth that you have to create. Oh yeah, no, we had a great, well, you know, all of that too is the thing with Canada. Um, it's a lot of fir trees. And so like when, we, you know, we, we had a great greens department that was able to get stuff that um, didn't look like, you know, Canadian forest or like, you know, when we did yeah. Billstown, we, you know, we needed privet bushes and things like that. So they went into the forest and tried to get things as close as they could to it. And they got some stuff from Vancouver and things like that. But that was, that was really hard to come up with um, all the greens and yeah. the vines and everything. Because <clears throat> when they're walking down the streets, that's all there. It they're not walking through green, you know, volume. They're not walking through... Uh, a stage with green they're not walking on green screen and there's not green screen to the left or right of them that's all dressed in all the rubble is dressed in the um 
the rubble's dressed in, all the vines, all the greenery. We would make, our sculptors would make blisters that were, you know, ridges that made the street look like yeah. it was, you know, coming up from water damage, like ribboning, ribboning. And we also, um, um, you know, the, car, the cars were, because the cars in, you know, theoretically weren't moving, they were set dressing. Right. All those cars, all right. those trucks, so, you know, because they're not, they're not moving. They're not, they don't have motors in them or, or if they do, it's just a bit. So they all had to be aged and vined and rusted and had, you know, rotting tarps on them for the trucks and the overpasses and things like that. That's huge. Huge. I mean, the aging so, and, and yeah. just any, some of them had dead bodies and some of them were dressed and packed full yeah. of luggage. Like, it, yeah. that's huge. Yeah, no, it, it, and, yeah, no, I, we, I think we, I'm not sure the exact amount, but we carried quite a bit of, <laughs> of rusted cars, you know, and, and all kinds of cars. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it's, that's what it yeah. sticks out to me so much and, and the growth of everything. And, I mean, going episode by episode for a second, the the mm-hmm. second episode of the hotel lobby, like, yep, do you did you start. have to build that mm-hmm. as a tank? Like, how was that? Yeah, we built it in a we built it in a tank. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's the idea that it's a lobby that they they start up and then they walk down the steps into the water to get by it. We did build it in a tank, um, and we also. Had to have live animals in it, and ducks and things, yeah. and but we also had to figure out a way to make it slimy, um, but not too slimy. Yeah, no, it, that you know, the atmosphere and everything for that. And there's a lot of spraying down. Like, our, I mean, we never had enough time or could spray things down enough no. to get them as gritty and greasy. And you know, that's why when we made the colors behind some things a little more fluorescent and a little more vibrant so that knowing that when it's spray down, they wouldn't just disappear. It was important to have have a little bit of the remnants of life in, in the places and then, you know, have to have a sense of that so that, you know, we didn't really want everything to look like everything's dipped in mud or whatever, you know, like it's Nick, you know, it's all desiccated, but, if you don't start out with some color behind it, when you're desiccating it, you it everything just ends up being brown and black. So I always wanted to make sure there was something behind it, wallpaper. Wallpaper. But yeah, yeah, the lobby, the lobby was was um, yeah, and the piano the and pi- the, yeah, you know, floating the piano in it and all that good stuff. That was fun. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> The I'm sure for set dressers it was too. <laughs> the um yeah no we had an army of set dressers and they were fantastic. There's so much good destroyed wallpaper in your sets. Yeah. So much. Yeah, I mean, no, it, just it, the it, aging you know, and the yeah. curling and like and then in 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 Bill's house like. It's your wallpaper choices are fantastic. I'm obsessed. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yes. Thanks. They're all printed. Really? I don't think we ever, I don't think, we have trouble getting wallpaper in, in Calgary, which is in the middle of Canada. And, and we were going through, we were shooting during COVID. Mm. And there was a real, like, you know, like people would say, oh, we couldn't get something because of supply 
chain issues, and that was a real problem. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was difficult to get things like that. <clears throat> and, um, you know, all the good stuff's coming from overseas anyway. Yeah. You know, from Britain or somewhere, the stuff that's, you know, cool. But we, you know, we, you know, we used, we would have Aztec print stuff for us, but we had, you know, we designed a lot of it. And, um, it's, it, we always wanted to play with, you know, the fact that curled wallpaper vaguely is like plants mm-hmm. and things like that. So, you know, even though the people in this world know where the infected are and where the fungus is, when you're going down there, it just helped give the sense that everything was overrun by nature yeah. having these curling and also gave the rooms really like when joel is up in the sniper's nest it almost looks like yeah. cabinet of calgary oh yeah paper hanging in places i i don't know if you really can see it because it's kind of dark in there but if you saw the pictures of the still sets that we took of the sets it's very cabinet of dr calgary because you have literally human-sized you know, wallpaper of just, you know, coming down almost like hands, mm-hmm. giant hands. And that, and it's, it's, making it come alive, kind of. I mean, that's, that's an even more yeah, scary. Yeah, no, that was the idea. You, yeah. you don't know, is that a, an infected or what, what yeah. is that? Even though they probably know, because if they didn't know where they were, they'd be dead. The, um, but we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. The, um, the town that you created yeah so is art is that a town or did you build all that no we built it all oh my god (laughs) you guys yeah it's amazing well you know um there's it's all colonial it's based on these you know these hamlets that are very like i grew up in new york and there's tons of hamlets yeah that are basically like one traffic light a couple of stores and colonial home I've been there since the revolution yeah and, and you know like people who literally came off of Mayflower <clears throat> and that was the idea was that it was one of these historic towns that was kept whitewashed and you know there were historic markers on the houses and the name of the you know Earl Proctor 1742 I mean that you know like we wanted that that reinforces it being like a secluded hamlet, yeah, and it, and it it's you know reinforces why Bill is the way he is a little bit, um, and but that was all built. Now some of the roofs, like the church chapel, we only built it to a certain height, but the Civil War Memorial was yeah. built full scale. Wow, and it's all there, and the houses are there and built. You know all the facades and the sides, some portions of the roofs we decided to do in blue screen. So they're, they're like, you know, the outline of the roof is painted blue or green, you know, and yeah. they would extend, you know, extend like it. You have the two fronts, the facades and a bit of the roof, but the middle VFX put in. Because we just didn't have, yeah. we just needed to get it done so quickly. I, I can't. And it saves a lot of time. Is that like, do you have a heads up in episode one? Hey, we got this town coming up in episode three. Do you have that uh, well, going that, at that least? Town was in three. Yeah. So, you know, like that. Um, yes. Yes. But, but we, you know, yeah, no, we, we had a heads up 
and we kept looking for something like it. And, you know, it soon dawned on us that there isn't a lot of, you know, American architecture in Canada. Yeah. There are frontier, there's frontier architecture. So when we get out west, right. when they're crossing into the west, there's great stuff. But, you know, red brick buildings of the Boston QZ, colonial architecture, of course they don't have colonial architecture. Right. They, and, they, and there's not a lot of red brick, brick buildings there. And it's a relatively new country. It is, you know, like, yeah. so... Um, I was, you know, stupidly, you know, I always dive head first, like, yeah, we'll find something. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll <laughs> so we do what we did found, find was a housing development with roads and some plots of land that used to have houses on it and they were torn down because it was in a flood zone. So mm. that's where we built those down. Oh, wow. So we had the road and some sidewalks, but we put in the driveways and, you know, it, it, it is all built. Wow. And they built in the privet bushes, the privet shrubs are put in and, yeah, the greens. you know, trees to some extent. Yeah, no, it's all pretty much built. built. And then his yeah. interior is on stage. Or... Some of his interiors on a location for when there's a gunfight outside. I see. Yeah. But yes, his his interior was on stage. His bunker was on stage. The basement, yeah, that was all on stage. I um I think I watched that episode like three <clears> times. <throat> I loved it. It's, I lo- a, it's a sweet episode. I loved it, and I've amazing. I've worked with Nick Offerman. He is one ah, of the okay. genuinely nicest people I've ever met. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He's, uh, I can, and I could just see like that down, that bunker, like him being so happy <laughs> when he went down no, there. No, he, he was, he liked, he, I think they, we kept some of the drill presses and stuff. Yeah. Actually all the practical. tools. Yeah. Because well, we figured he probably wouldn't kill himself with it. No, no. You know, because it was, because he's a woodworker. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he dug, yeah, he was a nice guy. I, um, he dug it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, that 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 all was on stage. I think portions of the first floor of Bill's house of the house were on were built on location and the garage was built there. In the garage. That he goes and gets his the car. truck. truck. I also have to say the the choices of artwork in his house. To me, you mean uh, what what Frank paints? Well, yes, what what Frank oh, paints yeah. and how oh, good you like it. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. and, and how it integrates with with the wallpaper and with Bill's world and and everything. I just thought that yeah, was... it's his mom's. You know, it's this nod to his mom. Yeah. You know, them being rich and his mom. You know, like keeping a colonial house. Yeah. With modern, with a Viking stove and really <laughs> nice refrigerator. You know, like yeah. that, which is his common. You know, but keeping the the giant hearth in there, all that that was important. You know, like keeping it like a museum. Yeah, like a shrine almost. But of... with, yeah, yeah, but also just having you know the modern accoutrements, like yeah. you know, like that was like I don't know if it was a Viking, but it was like a fifty thousand oh yeah BTU stove Huge. with a giant range hood and this giant you know refrigerator and <clears throat> so. Oh. Uh, um, yeah. 
I, oh, that's cool. I love. I love. I mean, <laughs> I I, like it. I feel like every episode. I don't know where this is going, and so then, ah, and cool. then you know you get to like episode four, and you're in the middle of downtown, like Kansas City, mm-hmm. in this like rundown yeah. laundromat, and and all of these like debunked buildings Which and everything. Was also, yeah, that was built too, obviously, because we crashed into right. It. But where was is the yeah. city Alberta? Where where was that? city that you did that was in edmonton Edmonton. that was edmonton oh wait no that part sorry that where the laundromat was 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 it calgary was it was calgary the the city of calgary so you are all over in canada doing this yeah you're really not just tied down yeah we were we went um yeah we went to the middle I don't think we technically ever went to the. I guess Kenmore and the town where we did the hospital mm-hmm. was, and um, Water Waterton. They're kind of in the middle. Kenmore, I don't think. I think Kenmore was a hour or two hour drive outside of Calgary. Thinking about myself, I'm dressing all those <laughs> city streets. And I know that, like, some of it higher up and, you know, the distance can be CGI and everything. But it's still a ton of work designing oh, no. and dressing yeah, no. all mean, of that. Yeah, the buildings that are like this in the background. But we're doing... Yeah. Wherever they walk, all the bit, you know, like, if they go through the front of a facade of something. Yeah. If we didn't build it, nine times out of ten we built it, but we dress the inside that they go to. I mean, the Craig was all about the realism it's, it's got to be real yeah. let's you know have them in real you know let's have you know utilize real locations for them and then you know make them look like they've been you know disused and there's no services or anything for 20 years but everyone's walking through you know for the most part outside yeah and then we cut to inside the <clears throat> the that that attic where they hide out is yeah that that's not I, that was a joy that was that was fun and, and then so fun. sweet yeah. that he gets to draw on all the walls and yeah. like oh it's so it's so good <laughs> it's so good <laughs> all of it's Thank so you. good um that's sweet of you the and then and then when you when he i think it's five where you mm-hmm. have all, all the tunnels like how? Yeah, now that was one of our few actual locations because we had visited those tunnels and they are very eerie and creepy and they worked well. Um, those were like rooms and tunnels under a brewery in Calgary, oh. an old brewery. Mm. And um, <clears throat> had enough room to work and they were creepy and dirty and everything. And I think to just kind of like get that atmosphere and that grit you know, and they worked well, and we were able to paint the murals on the walls and dress them. Yeah. We put in all all that ducting in the ceiling where the light would come through so because there's no electricity, so they have to have light and water. We installed all of those, and I know that that was really hard on set dressing to yeah. <laughs> get those in there because they were concrete walls. Uh, um, okay, and, yeah. But it looked great, and, and, it, and it had a, you know, a dankness that I think contributed to the, the oh definitely the the, realism of it. since you touched on it i want i wanted to ask you about the lighting and your you know your kind <clears> of 
talk with the DP and and how I'm designing these oh, yeah, sets very... for this light well, and you know you know you know um, it's unique because after a certain point after the first episode there's no electricity right so they had battery you know they made batteries and things and the QZ has electricity and they go to different places throughout the show where people have figured out to get electricity going or the Fedra has electricity going through things that they turn on the characters but it was a little hard i mean not ever you know like ever since doing big little lies with uh john mark billy like he was you know like one of the first people i encountered who would who literally said the art department is going to light the show because yeah. they're using the alexa and, and not only is the art, because he, he also did not like artificial lighting or light blasting through, you know, set windows or whatever. You have to integrate it in. It's not just like, you don't just put a light up and run some zip wire. We're going to put in EMT. We're going to make it look like it's part of the set. Design sets and things so that um, we could, you know, we'd have windows in places. So when light came in, there was a realism behind you know why can we you know we can see people because there's a window right. or some way to get light into it from the sun that would naturally occur and those vents are one of the ways like how there's no electricity yeah. how do people live in the tunnel right. so at certain points of the day or most of the day there's the vents are going straight up and the light comes through yeah um, or they made holes in it too. And I think at one point we did, I think we did, we might've punctured holes in the vent so that it made sense for there to be light in a tunnel. Because <laughs> in theory, they don't, they don't, I mean, light in the settlement Yeah. because they don't have, they don't have electricity or maybe an hour or two a day, they get electricity. Yeah. I, um, I feel like I'm facing it more and more of, set deck being asked to provide practicals that light the actors and it's oh absolutely it's no it's true it's great i mean that's and that's kind of cool, though i mean that's like you know i mean i think it's more work I, I i i agree but it's also kind of like you get to it's you know you get to uh um not so much control but you you get to have a say or just you know have a yeah. you know a way of affecting mood yeah so, you know that you didn't have before and it also like makes you work with the dp yes. more yes which is not a bad thing no ever no and it makes you think about like what what should this be i think it makes you i think it makes you better <clears throat> you know if you can spend the time to figure it out i think yeah. it makes you i know better is the right word a better designer, better art director, better, um, you know, uh, set decorator, because you're getting to participate in a bigger picture other than, you know, instead of just like, ah, eh, well, no, I agree. Let them blast some light through the windows. And, yeah. You know, it's not my problem. I never, I, I worked really closely with the DP on impeachment and, you know, you pick lampshades and you do this and that. And then when the, DP's like, no, 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 like, we're just lighting with this, like, if we had this type of shade, or if it's, if, you know, 
Right. I, I talking to him of like, look, I want to use black shades in here. How's that going to be? And he and they get excited. Like then, like anything we no, can do to spark yeah. a, a mood or anything. That's great. That's exciting. Yes, I mean, well, I think I think it's important to always have the DP on your side because if you want to do something wacky, yeah, or that costs a lot of money, and you get the DP on your side and they get the director, you can you can yeah. do it. It just makes yeah. things better. Yeah. It's true. You know, if if you can, yeah. I um I saw the like um like they do the little behind the scenes after the episode for episode five, and they showed the small town that you had built, and then that big pit that all uh, all the the guys come mm-hmm. out of and everything. Yeah, that's thirteen. We built thirteen houses, and Ugh. the house that Joel was shooting from is a three story house too. It. And that was built in the parking lot, so all the hills, <laughs> and that was built in a parking lot that had gravel. So we laid the asphalt, we laid the road, we made all the driveways, we made the all the stone walls were sculpted, and <clears throat> the amount of crazy detail. I I. And there. I mean, did you start on that town like episode one? Like, I can't. I mean, no, I know. No, I, we start. No, no, <laughs> no. We we start. Well, that one. You know, we had, we had a big crew. I had, you know, five art directors, four yeah. or five concept artists. They had a lot, a big crew, but we needed them. Well, yeah. And they were really talented and good, and, they and you know, we started conceptual, you know, like that came together very quickly because, again, you know, talking to Craig and coming up with the reference and agreeing on what this cul-de-sac should look like, where it is, you know, <clears throat> And being able to make computer models of it that were very succinct, it was like, yes, this is what we need. We really need this. We have all the stunts and crazy stuff going on in pyrotechnic. Yeah. So we really need to do this. We really need to build it. And we came up with a, it came together very quickly, but there were lots of meetings. You know, we built one of the other things that I would love to always have is that we had a model maker. Oh, fantastic. Who was incredibly talented every set every location he made a model of oh wow and so we made a model of this a you know rather big model of this set and that was very helpful for everybody oh I'm so sure. there were many many meetings about doing the you know how to you know where it crashes how do we do this lots of safety meetings all of that but the actual design of it and starting to build it was pretty quick mm-hmm because we because we'd learn our lesson with Bill's town that we're just not gonna you know no one's gonna let you into their neighborhood and destroy their home no and then you know well maybe and then we'll rebuild it I mean it's not no it's not you can't smart, even it's not you... cost effective <laughs> and no one's gonna let you do that there's so not we even quickly <laughs> that if we couldn't find slummy areas or desiccated areas which we couldn't we just we're gonna have to build it. I mean, and also, there's a lot of dangerous stunt work in that. You can't even go so into uh, you can't even go into cemeteries. Like, there's only really one cemetery in Los <laughs> Angeles that <laughs> lets you dig. <laughs> and we've all shown no, like no, you can't no, really yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, and you just can't find. There's less and less, and there wasn't hardly any desiccated areas. And there's less and less of those. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you, you can't just go into desiccated neighborhoods and push people around and talk, you know, so 
we had to make it. So then was the log cabin in six, was that a build too? Or was that a location? That's a log cabin that was there. (laughs) Finally, you had a location. (laughs) Yeah, no, we found that log cabin. With snow. You'll see in other other episodes we built... um, like old sawmills and things. Yeah, I mean, that that was a log cabin that was there, and it, it was perfectly fine and, for what we needed it to be. And, you know, we dressed it, yeah. and, you know, put the snow down and all of that. And then did you build Jackson? 60 feet long log wall with big doors. And <clears throat> we built facades and things to change Kenmore, Ken, the great thing about Kenmore, when you looked up and down the street, it looked like Jackson had the Rockies in the background. And again, it had similar, some similar frontier architecture, but a lot of it had been homogenized. And so we built out facades and changed a bunch of it. But the town was there, oh. you know, We but we did a lot of work and built facades. We did that in every town when we... Sh- we in High River, I think it was. I can't remember. We built the town that they go to when they leave Austin. We're, you know, we were always changing facades, and mm. in Jackson, we tried to put a few landmarks in there. And um, you know, we did a lot of work in Kenmore, which yeah. is that town on the main street. And then if we went into certain areas, there was one. There's one area. There's. Uh, his brother's wife. Her house. There was a location there we found, yeah, that we were able to dress. But there was a bunch, any of the stores that they go to into in Jackson, we built interior sets for. Oh, wow. Hi, you only had one a mix there. You only had one decorator? <laughs> we had one decorator, but he had an Paul, army. Paul Healy. We had great assistance. Yeah, Paul. Avery. Yeah. Yeah. He had, you know, he's been working with the same people for 20 years and he just has amazing people. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's got his right hand people yeah. who came in. Yeah. And we did, I mean, once you got a good crew, you can't let them go because you depend no, on you them can't so let much. Them go. You try to hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Be good to them. And yes. Yeah. Absolutely. The, um, so I've only seen up to episode six, which airs Sunday, which only yeah, airs Sunday. And then I'll post mm-hmm. this on Tuesday, but so I can talk. Okay. So we talked about Jackson and then the university was that, that exterior. That was, that was an actual university exterior that we desiccated again. And the interiors were, I, I, it's hard for me. I'm trying to remember. Exactly. It was like, um, um those like were classrooms or those were sets. Oh, wow. yeah, those were sets. We were in the lobby, which we did a huge redress of. Right. The, the, and the, but, but the laboratory and all of that were sets. All our laboratories were sets. There's, there's a great, there's so many shots too. And the more they travel of just experience expanded like land yeah lots of locations i mean in the middle of nowhere i don't even i mean your location scouting you had to be location oh, scouting yeah, we, all the time we, took, we had to take snow cats and it was crazy cold and yeah snowing. have you have you 
uh, worked in Canada before? No. No? Did you? No, no, I hadn't. Did you like it? Did you get to bring people or did you hire there? Well, it was, Calgary is hard. Yeah. Calgary was hard. I'm sorry, I'm just learning something out. Calgary is hard because Calgary is, you know, Calgary would be the equivalent of working in Idaho. Like you're, you're bringing everything and people from, you know, Vancouver mostly and Toronto and it's a vast country and it's, the weather is harsh. Yeah. So I like, you know, it's a hard place to work in in those respects. It has good crews, but it, I would have to say it's like working in the middle of America. So there's nothing there and you have to bring everything in. Right. There's a little bit of a local crew, but, you know, once they're gone, you're stuck. You have to bring people in and everybody in pretty much. How long were you there for? I was there for a year and three or four, a year and four months. Whoa. That's a long show. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was a, it was, it's a, it's a super long show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Were your episodes like 14 day episodes? Oh gosh. I don't remember. Yeah. They went on as, no, some of them went on, seemed forever. No, no. I mean like just shooting. Just shooting the night scene, just shooting the the whole run, the truck going into the cul-de-sac. Right. Driving down there, crashing into the house and the whole, that was four weeks of shooting, I believe. What? <laughs> with all the effects, well, with all the effects and everything, four weeks of nights, so that's four, uh, 20 days there. Wow. <clears throat> so, no, we, I can't say that we had that. Some, some episodes were quicker, you know, some were le- less stuff than others. Do did you, I don't think we ever did a 14 day episode. No, we weren't that kind of episodic TV. We were HP, you know, we were yeah. like Game of Thrones. We're up there yeah. in that area as far as, you know, cost yeah. and time and attention to detail. And I would tell people we're, you know, we should be like Game of Thrones. We should have that that attention to detail. We should have that kind of verisimilitude of reality. I so we were fortunate because someone allowed us to do it. You yeah, know, like we were allowed to kind of pursue it. I, which was Craig. We wanted everything right. Well, and you, and you did. I I I feel like I'm talking to you like I'm a like a schoolgirl and I'm asking you like is this is no, that is this a thing? But no, I'm such oh, a I am, I am watching this. I'm <laughs> I'm watching this in awe <laughs> as a viewer of what was accomplished by every department. I mean costumes yeah, and no, props and yeah. like I'm just yeah. in awe as I am oh, I when I watch like Game of Thrones. So. It is. It's it's absolutely on that level of like. And Game of Thrones has repeating sets. We did true, not. True, and they block. They block shoot locations. We did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, we never. We never had. It. There's not a single set we went back to. Everything was built always. Um. I guess I'm not allowed to ask you if you know there's a season two, but as a fan, no, I no, hope no, there they is. Already annou- they already oh, they did. Oh, there will be a season. Oh, two. they did. <laughs> yeah, no, they already announced. That, yeah, I think they announced it a couple of weeks ago. I I really am so 
enthralled with the show more because I love. Oh, a, I'm glad you like it. I I mean I'm a I you know I like a zombie show, but you know, we, if you were if you're like a uh, Walking Dead fan, it got I'm done with zombies at this point, and so for this in the because I was unaware of the game and when I started watching this. So for this, mm-hmm. for these people to regenerate in a different way and to like, like that's why I asked about like botany and everything of like how makeup and everything. Well, the is... infected, that that was all Gar- um, Barry. We didn't have anything to do with the right. infected. Only when they integrated with our locations or sets. Mm. And then we would, you know, work with his people to integrate them and make sure that they had you know the fungus growing through things that made a you know told a story like in the boston museum if it's growing through like antique teacups things like that right that's how we would contribute to that and contribute to the story and all of that business yeah I, but we didn't we didn't make any make any of that. We we helped them paint things into locations and we interfaced with them for like the dried stuff that's on the wall. Mm-hmm. But it was all his guys and him making the um the fungus. Oh, like when the guy is like melted into the wall in like episode two, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's all Barry Barry did that, yeah. It's it's all phenomenal. I mean it's all yeah. Just great and it's great storytelling. I mean that episode with Nick yeah. Offerman is a movie and it's wonderful. Yeah. And, and it's... you know, like we were able to do things like that subway that they walked through for all of a minute, we built that. Because we couldn't find one. We couldn't find one. That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Well, and it, I'm awesome. I'm glad that we were, you know, we were able to do it. And you know, we were I'm glad that we didn't try to make something that was fake, you know, like yeah. or didn't, didn't stand up. Well, it sounds like, and I, I, I don't, I haven't worked with any of them, but it sounds like you had good producers who knew what it would take to get this to the screen well, anyway, correctly. After a while, there was a realization that we would have to, you know, we would have to just, you know, do, do it right. Yeah. After a point. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what that's what you want you know that's we all want to do it right no you do we all want to do the right thing and get it done yeah yeah no absolutely um yes absolutely and also just someone you know saying it's worth it yes i i think it is i think oh it is i did want to ask you a couple of things about other projects if that's okay just i i loved the shrink next door. I, I cannot believe oh, that. Cool. No, like, oh. I, I don't even know, like, how come that wasn't, like, the biggest thing ever. I loved it. I loved his office. You know, I loved the house. Oh, thanks. I loved it. I loved You know, I think, I think that it just, I don't know. Why. What happened you know, to that? Like, it's, it's so, so good. hard to predict. Like, there are things you think, like, this is going to be a short hit, and there's things that. Yeah. I, 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 I and that's, Completely. It was fun, I think. So well acted. It's re- yeah, but I I guess people, you know, like I was, I wish it was darker, mm. and it and it didn't rely. I think you had, I think it, it had, it was really hard to find the right tone mm. 
I think. And I think it didn't find the right tone between comedy and like, you know, surrealism or, or, you know, like a Coen's brothers kind of, you know, weird existential, this is life kind of thing. Yeah. I think it was well acted. I, I think it's one of those shows maybe also that people just didn't get. I don't think they got it. It was too complicated. But I, I enjoyed it and I thought it was good. I but I do I do think it's really hard to find that right tone. And um, you know, some episodes were dark. And, they were know, dark. Others are funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's a it's a very sad story, really, with two comedic actors. It's an unbelievable kind of, story. It's yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It is. It's really I unbelievable. Met Marty and I met him. Oh and I wow! Hung out with him just a thick. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, he's not a stupid. I mean, he's he's a very smart man. He has degrees in accounting from Harvard and business from Yale, and really smart guy. And he got him, you know, psychologically in a place where he was ripe for the picking. And he said, "I belong to a cult." He said, "He's." so like embarrassed by the whole thing he's like i can't you know i, I feel like I, I belong to a cult wow yeah. i my husband so the, my husband the story a... <laughs> it's almost like the story is too good to make it it's it's just like unbelievable yeah i, I mean truly is unbelievable story my husband's a therapist a and i was like hey you got any rich clients because <laughs> maybe pick up some tips here because this oh, yeah, guy no, i think he, he lost you know 20 million dollars oh. for this guy I mean, at least his license was finally revoked. But I, just, I mean, and other people, he had scammed other people too, quite uh, extensively. But um, um, he lost his side. Marty lost a lot of money. It's a sin. A it's a sin. Yeah. Um, I loved the sad. the progression of his office, like like through the oh, decades, good. and how you could see it. And I'm a huge fan of Amy Wells. I've, met her many times yeah and... no amy amy is is fantastic i've worked for her the past eight years i think she's she's really good yeah and uh, i enjoyed making the um the fabric warehouse was a set there was oh, a bunch yeah. of stuff there. all their their houses and their apartments were sets and the fabric warehouse was a set um yeah that was all sets I was actually going to ask you about that if that was a location because of the grittiness. No, the everything. fabric warehouse was a set. Wow, fantastic! Oh, that yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, if anyone hasn't seen the shrink next door, it's so good, so good. No, I oh tell people. Yeah, I think it got. It's kind of like the leftovers. I thought it was a beautiful. Oh, the leftovers was so good. Made. Yeah, but you know, no one watched the. Leftovers. I know, but <laughs> I don't understand depressing. why. I don't. Nobody watched it. Like, I thought, like, why didn't the leftovers at least get an Emmy nomination or that? Because no one watched it. The acting Nobody was so good in it. <laughs> no. But, oh, I know. It got a Peabody Award. It was brilliant. It was. The leftovers. If you look at the top 10 TV shows on list, usually the leftovers makes yeah. the top 10. Yeah. To this day, right? But, but I know it was depressing. The, I, but nobody it, watched it. It was depressing. I think. Can I have a throwback and ask you about the wall colors in Dallas Buyer Clubs in the motel? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's cool. I have that boy. That was that was one of the hardest shows. Oh, I bet. 
I mean, I, I can tell you that move. If you look up the movie, it says we had like five million dollars, and that was a lie. I think <laughs> if we had five million dollars on that movie, two point five of it went above the line. Right. I had nothing. I think for parts of it, it was unbelievably low budget movie. God. But I did it. But I it... did that movie because I'd had so many friends who died of AIDS, and I just sought out the when I heard it was being made. I, the, the first time I worked with John Mark LA, and I just sought him out. But to talk about the colors, <clears throat> yeah, those were based on um, some pictures of the trans musician, maybe Marty Ballin. Mm. who John Mark was obsessed with these pictures of him that we modeled um, that the co-star, not Matthew, Mm -hmm. but the other fellow who played... um, Jared Leto? uh, A transvest. Yeah, yeah, we modeled him after these pictures of Marty Ballin skateboarding. And so we, we lifted a lot of colors from his albums and his costumes. Because he was like painting the walls and decorating the place. Right. No, it's that was a, that's where we got that. I when I think of that movie, for so I mean, obviously you think of those scenes, but I always think of those colors and like those rooms that they worked out of and how gritty and everything and and you saying not yeah. having a budget, I get it, but like you still made it like a, oh a character. Yes. No. That's that certainly I think was part of how it came out like the lack of resources but we did things on that show that were unbelievable i mean like we shot in actual hotel rooms that we painted and and john mark really wanted to like if this is where they would if this is where they had their you know drug clinic let's just shoot the place where they had their drug clinic right so that was shot in new orleans i mean in uh Galveston, not Galveston, uh, Shreveport. Shreveport. But it was fun making this trail park and all that that fun stuff. And just, I just really wanted to work on. There's so few movies about AIDS Eight. and the, what it did to people. I would have, I would have worked on it for free probably. Yeah. Because I wanted to work on something like that. I mean, it definitely had an impact. I mean, I it's... practically worked on it for free. <laughs> I don't even want to tell you. I don't want to even tell you what we had because you wouldn't believe me. You just go, oh no, you're exaggerating. Hey, it it was probably less than the Hallmark movies I did. I'm assuming if you're going that low. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, (laughs) probably. But you know, but Hallmark they have it down pat. I'm actually. Oh yeah. I'm enthralled with Hallmark, their modus operandi, because it's the same movie over and over again. Oh yeah. And it's so successful, and I'm just like, I, I am. I've always been fascinated by them. It's uh... and where they shoot, and I know people who've worked on them too, and they shoot in the same town, and it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's a machine. They have all. They have like. Yeah. It's a machine. It's yeah. it's a crazy yeah. thing, and good for them. They're well, chugging so them up. Was, so was Charlie Chaplin was a machine too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, he worked in the studio system, and they they did the same thing over and over. And with, with, you know, so yeah, contract actors. It's part of our industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, there's nothing wrong with that. 
do you did you work in Shreveport on uh, Sharp Objects? Was that Louisiana? No, that was Shop Mill A. Really? And we went down to, um, we went to a town called Barnesdale in Atlanta just for the streets. Some exterior stuff. Mm. Most of Sharp Objects was built on sets in L.A. But where was her house? That big, like, Tara. Like That where... <laughs> house was in Redding, California. Wow. <clears throat> and we actually built the entire interior on stage. We built the exterior on stage. And we found a house that resembled it in Redding, California. Wow. And so we would... We altered that house to match our stage house. Because Victorians, you know, they just, you know, they're really small rooms and everything. Didn't work out shooting well. Yeah. So that's how we did that. And, you know, we did some VFX melding of the two. I love that kitchen. I love but, that kitchen. That I mean, I love the whole yeah, house, I but that kitchen. Oh. <laughs> Real marble. Yeah, no, that was, that was gorgeous. So we, you know, we were, again... We, that was fun because we were able to have a little fun with things. We actually used real DeGournay wallpaper Ooh. in the hallway <laughs> that, I don't know, that's like $20,000 worth of wallpaper, that 20 feet of wallpaper. We were... Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. No, we were, I, I, I really wanted to do something based on a um, chaparral heiress's boudoir mm. which was what the main character would be kind of like so we lucked out we found some rich person had um you know if you buy de Gournay wallpaper and you don't use it all they'll buy it back oh. so amy just looked on the website i said we got to find this you know this jungly de Gournay because aztec can't replicated it just they can't get the colors it mm. just so we looked and they actually had it wow they had a that's a that's a that's a remnant that some rich person never used <laughs> and, and then some rich and production so we company got it it. <laughs> it was expensive it was 20 grand wow that's you know, fantastic but, but you know we would have you know that's the only way we could ever get it it's like you know a cutoff well, it still were. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, magnificent in the. No, we hate we way. hated ripping it down. Yeah, it's gorgeous. The um, it really was. And then you did Big Little Lies on location, right? But that wasn't here, was it? No, Big Little Lies was all was pretty much built. The, the ladies didn't want to go to Monterey. Oh, I thought you did we like half of it up there, there or something. <laughs> What's that? I thought that, like the half of it was done up there, and then like. No, we were only for the entire season. We were only up there for maybe, maybe, maybe. Just a couple. A week days. and a half. Mm. Those houses. We were up there for for obvious like you know, um, Nicole's exteriors and things like that. But most, a lot of it was built. How <laughs> and how, shot in California. Do you 
Did you go up there for research? Like, because the, these houses are so specific to that. No, we, we, um, wait, say that again. I'm sorry. Just research wise of like how these three different, like economic, well, two well, different it was, it was economic. kind of just figuring out their characterization, which, which, um, you know, we talked a lot about their strata and, um, how the houses would relate to each other and how, how they would be based on the architect, you know, the, the geography of um, Big Sur. Or, I mean, they really live in Carmel. They don't yeah. really live in Big Sur. Big Sur is more of a blue-collar town. They live close to Carmel. Um, you know, and again, we went, we did have locations up there for just exteriors, but we built... You built all the houses. Uh, you know, most of it, or did it, or did it in Louisiana, in Los Angeles. And um, I, at Sony now, I know that you're you're not there for that season, but walking by your your sets, most of your sets on the morning show, they're gigantic. Oh, <laughs> they're gigantic. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were real too, like that. Um, that apartment. The, well, you know the the. Um, sorry, I'm getting in my car. Oh yeah, no. Okay? No, yeah, go home. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm only gonna um, I'm only gonna bother you a couple more minutes. I know you gotta go. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. The mo you know the the whole studio with the control room and everything that all worked. We didn't, we never, you know, we could uh, we had live feeds from from, from the, the control you know, room from the stage set, and we had very little you know stuff that we shot ahead of time. We didn't have green screen. We did a lot of getting footage for new stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was all, you know, if we were shooting, it was all live stuff from from the set. It was all wired to work like a real, like a real newsroom. Wow. Because uh, I, you, that. You me into reporting. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Talking to people. It's okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think that's one of the things that makes that show feel so real is the walk and talks from the control room or from yeah. their green rooms to to the set. Like, that's what's so fascinating no, when that's you all watch that. Yeah, that's all connected. That's all. I, have you been on that set? Have you no, been there? I didn't get in there, but I peeked in a lot. Okay. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. Well, that's all. You can do all of that. You can walk from one to the other. It's kind of like we were fortunate enough to scout um, the actual Today Show. Hmm. And, you know, they're in tiny, tiny buildings that were built for radio programs. So all the dressing rooms and even even Matt Lorner's room was tiny. tiny. And it's all right within walking distance of the stage. Right. Which is old and antiquated. Everything is so not glamorous <laughs> and anything. But the control room is incredibly glam glamorous. And that's really where the money is put and everything is you know state of the art right and it's like being like inside of a submarine but yeah everything all the live feed work and we oh, could record awesome. in real time and there was a lot big oh, that's a awesome. lot of learning to work with giant led screens and just all that av equipment had to work and the microphones and everything and we wanted our actors to be able to give direction like like a director would on the actual Today Show, give direction and oh, that's fantastic. just like the Today Show. 
That's fantastic. I mean, what great opportunities that they took advantage of in you oh, know, walk and talks yeah. and camera yeah, views was, and like yeah. going Wait, from the monitor you know, to real. Wanted... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, just like going from the monitor to the real person. Like it gave them so many opportunities to create intense scenes, you know, that it's yeah. just about news. Well, it's also interesting and incredibly hard to make an, a kind of interesting and new kind of talk show. Right. Um, it's a lot more complicated than it seems, not only working technology into it, but trying to not do something that's been done before. Like we had the president, no, not the president. We had um, one of the old producers on the Today Show came by just to look. And he said, oh, how many versions of the desk have you done? And I said, well, <laughs> just one. And he said, oh, we we had to do 25 because, before we could figure out the heights of everything and how everything's going to work. And, you know, like even the stupidest things, like yeah. when people, when women are sitting there in skirts, you have to do something to make sure that, you know, like the camera can't see up their skirt. I mean, yeah. it's just like, or like, oh, I see up her nose too much or the height of this is, and then working all the, you know, all the technology into it was, it was, it was, it was, it was kind it of is. crazy. Just all of those facets of it, putting them together was a lot, a lot more complicated than I could have ever imagined. It's a lot. It's a lot of discussion about news yeah. desks. News desks for rent, like rental news desks, are they're all awful. I always ask them to no, build one. No, we we didn't even no, we didn't even use them for like little one-offs. Yeah, um, you have to. Build all them. the desks are falling apart. Yeah, you have. Have to. you done any? I have on Veep. We on one of the episodes. Well, a couple of the episodes we built the CBS Morning Show. And so ah, they okay. re so you know how hard it is. Yeah, you know, and all the feedback and the monitors and getting the real yeah. cameras and oh, and you know Apple, they were like, hey, we don't want you to shoot in 4K. We want you to shoot with 8K. So oh. we had to get like we had like 300 <laughs> monitors in that control room, and they all had to be like 8K. I'm like, holy shit! I didn't. I mean, can you even find? 308k monitors Ooh, i don't it was madness that's insane well i you know, didn't we, i didn't have to deal yeah, with that mine yeah. was like five six I didn't years even ago know there, when we did it i didn't even know there was 8k I'm i didn't like, what? i didn't know until you just said it <laughs> no i'm serious apple was like okay we're gonna do this but why gonna, in 8k you know, use 8k because like, it streams oh, 4k was advanced because it streams better maybe i don't understand i don't know why we did it i think someone well, someone in apple was like let's just let's you know maybe they wanted to try the technology well to be i really don't know why they did it <laughs> to be honest i mean they are are this season of for all mankind they just kept saying like well these new cameras these new cameras so maybe they got some 8k's but no one said 8k to me but gentleman's name but we had a really good, um, you know, AV guy who set up with us the morning show, you know, control room. And, you know, at first I thought, well, some of these secondary monitors, like in their rooms and stuff, we could just buy, you know, off the shelf, right? And he's like, 
No, like, like just to figure out with the different cameras they were losing, using that none of the monitors would flicker. We did so many tests. <sighs> it was nuts for every single monitor because all the, all the stars, all the, um, the actors had monitors that they're watching the show in their room. Right. So they also had a series of monitors that were also live feed to the floor because there's a lot of it is like, I can't believe she's saying that shit about me. You know, like there's a lot of that there. Yeah. And also Apple, it being its first big show, they wanted all this high tech, you know, you know, they wanted tech. They wanted to push the tech. Yeah. So it, you know, that, you know, that has gotten really complicated now. Yeah. All of it, just like even having monitors on set. I still, I'm so old, I still call all that the 24 frame. Person. 24 frame, yeah, t- 24 frame like, playback. The, yeah, yeah, where's it? No, I don't, I'm like, I'm, that's, playback's too new for me. I'm like, where's the 24 frame person? And people look at me like, hey, grandpa. <laughs> you know, like the, the PAs on set don't know what the fuck I'm talking right, about. Right, right. Well, they should. Let's yeah. put it that way, they should. No, they, yeah, they figure it out. Yeah. I mean, but I usually say, you know, the, the playback, the, uh, yeah. Wow. Did you hear me dork out? <laughs> Did you hear me? Um, I know the audio wasn't crisp and clear, but I um, I hope you got all that. And, and how much has gone into every single set in the show and the locations and even just filming through the weather in Alberta, Canada. He just... Um, he he was as I said very gracious with his time and I'm so thankful um, that Joe uh, and I finally got together I'm literally like the one day my power went out or he's on a show and been called into meetings and so you know we sort of reference how we kept missing each other but um, I'm so glad to have talked with him and so I hope I hope you enjoyed that gosh I can't I know that I do it too, but when I see other people's work and then I hear about it, I am in awe. I am in awe of so many of our projects and how much it takes to get it to the screen. And I'm so excited when I watch that show because I know, I know it's painful, <laughs> but it's worth it. And I hope that people see my work and think that like ah that was painful but boy was it worth it that's kind of you know that's a that's a huge compliment to me anyway um yeah got some other greats coming up let me let me just let me just tease you a little bit we have um the production designer of hello tomorrow which started this past week on apple tv with billy crudup it's awesome people it's awesome i didn't even talk about how i watched the whole thing in two days the series is awesome it's half hour 10 episodes they already released the first three i got to see it all it's great the decor is retro 50s but the tech is like well advanced past us even like it's it's really great how they integrate all of that so maya siegel production designer coming up I have Jordan Ninkovich who did Hoax, The Kidnapping of Sherry Papini. We talk about that and all of our Hallmark experience. Um, I have some costume designers coming up. I have more production designers. 
It's David Smith's coming back. It's, uh, I got a lot going on here. So yeah, I hope you got an earful. I'm Kim Wanna for Decorating Pages. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.